Welcome to JV Takes. I am Logan. That's Kyle. And it's finally here. The Minnesota State Wrestling Tournament this week. Last week we opened with a team tournament preview. Today, individual tournament preview. Kyle, we've uh, we've been getting all over the state of Minnesota previewing this tournament, haven't we? We have. We have. I, I Can I, I mean, I'm just going to go behind the curtains here. That was our mm-hmm. third take. I can't tell if we're excited or just like this season has beaten us up a little bit. I think we're trying to get to the finish line, but we're excited. I think we're <laughs> at like mile 24 of the marathon. And while the initial energy isn't there, you see the finish line and then the energy comes back. Yeah, we got a little over our skis there with our introductions, but no one's going to know until we just told them. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's what we cut. So, yeah, we we got some people engaging with us a little bit all over the place. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that time you made me look like a fool after the bi-state? Um, which time I made you look like a fool after the bias day. That's you were, a pretty uh, regular occurrence, isn't it? Yeah, you were asking me where all these random little places are in uh, Wisconsin. You talking about everybody's favorite, Partyville, Wisconsin? Yeah, Partyville, Wisconsin. Where's that at? So I'm going right. to return the favor. I still don't know where Partyville is, but I know they have a great time there. I'm sure they do. And you know where else they probably have a great time listening to JV takes? Where would that be? Ivan... Hole, Minnesota. Ivanhoe, Minnesota. Where do you think Ivanhoe, Minnesota is? Oh, that's a great question. For all you residents there. So we had a listener from Ivanhoe. Or we did we have multiple listeners we from Ivanhoe? One. We had one listener. And from- I'll be honest, it might be the only house. Okay. I'm glad we get this data on the back end. So wow, can- there's a there's a church. Oh, they have a BP. Okay. Ivanhoe. Yeah, so Ivanhoe. here's my logic on this one. Hey, they even have a bowling alley. Ivanhoe sounds like a very advanced piece of farming equipment that they would use in like the early 1900s. Like it was, uh, it preceded the modern day hoe. It's the Ivanhoe. Okay. So I'm going to say it was a special piece of equipment designed in the southwest corner of Minnesota. <laughs> you looked this up. No, I didn't look at my computer. I swear. Your phone? I did not. <laughs> all right. Is it, what, like an hour south of Marshall down by the border? Yeah. All right. Is it really? No, it's like an hour west of Marshall, it looks like. It's between Marshall and Brookings. Hey. All right. This is a terrible game. But I'm going to go one more. Logic was not linear, but I'll say I got to the destination that I wanted to be at. You looked that up. I did not. 100% I already did told not. you where Avril is. That's up in the DGF area. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you don't have a clue where this place is. This is a good segue, actually. Albert Lee. Albert you ever been Lee? There? No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I've been through Albert Lee. I had to stop down at... Uh, but you've never seen a match there this year, have you? I had to stop down at the video arc- arcade just south of the Don't worry. Minnesota-Iowa border. I do know where Albert Lee is, and I know there's some pretty darn good wrestlers in Albert Lee. They are. We got to watch them in, in full action this weekend. They were awesome. And they were wearing... A couple of them were wearing some Section 1 versus the World shirts. That was awesome to see. I think it helped give them extra superpowers. They did have some extra juice, so they wrestled really well. How many did they end up sending? Was it eight or nine? Oh, yeah, it was somewhere up there. Yeah, it was a top-heavy individual tournament this year in Section 1, at least in single A and triple A. So I better preface this by saying, for more of our statewide listeners, 
Generally, our focus is in the southeast corner of Minnesota and Section 1 territory because we are deep down Section 1 homers. So um, we were at the Section 1 tournament this weekend. We'll discuss that a little bit and then uh, get more into the statewide brackets. But back to the original point. Yeah, Albert Lee had an awesome section tournament. So you know I'm a big Albert Lee guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been pretty clear. I've had to stand up for Albert Lee when you, you and I both. ignore them. No, you and I both. We love Albert Lee. I got to see Michael Olson live and in person yeah. for the first. Well, I've seen him in person, but I usually look away and it's over. Yep. His finals. Oof. Yeah. He uh, puts on a show. So for any of you guys uh, and gals listening around the state, you want to watch a, a high-end, really fun guy to watch, Michael Olson. Puts up tons of points on he the does. board. I'll say Logan Davis, weight class below him at 127, also puts up a ton of points on the board. I would, I'm not really interested in watching those guys up at state because um, I want to see those two go out in the practice room. That would be sweet. <laughs> that would be pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Gosh, you actually have a good idea today. There you go. I'm on a heater. I'm All right. telling you. State tournament time. I'm bringing my best takes out. I got I to gotta go a little off script here mm-hmm. because... There was a guy from Lake City that had himself a tournament. Yes. And if we don't touch on that right away, mm-hmm. that's just a that's a shame. Adrian Lopez Ramirez. Yes. From Lake City. Yes. Comes through big with a huge pin in the semis. Mm-hmm. Not only does that, finishes the job, gets first, and is heading to the state tournament. And I think this is one of those hard things that we've noticed this year. It's really hard to talk about every kid in mm-hmm. section one. Yeah. And uh, we'll be honest, we haven't said his name much if at all no 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 and comes out of nowhere qualifies for the state tournament congratulations to him and all the lake city coaches they were yeah getting after it they were having a lot of fun so and i believe it's been a little bit since lake city actually sent a kid up to the state tournament and that's something i talked to a bunch of different coaches about this weekend is like you always want to have that one you don't want to buy your ticket to the xl energy center you want to have the pep fest at the high school where you can parade a kid through, give out the high fives to the elementary kids, build some excitement about your programs. So when you're in a very top-heavy section, and teams like Chatfield, they're sending nine kids to state, or Kenyon sent eight. I don't know the exact numbers, but I think they're right in that region. If you can find a way to push a kid through, it's huge for the program. And Kyle, I'm going to toot my own horn here a little bit because i think i was on the adrian lopez ramirez train a little bit early he wrestled in goodhue and he went up a weight class to wrestle goodhue state entrant jj bean and those two had a really tight match that came down to the very last second and i believe bean got a reversal or a takedown to go up by one and win that match i'm gonna say i was on the bandwagon early and i recognized this coming I actually think you're wrong. I can't prove it yet, but mm-hmm. before the end of the episode, I think I will. I think what we should do is we should... Your father, Joe Hunnicky, was on the microphone with me that night in Goodyear. I think we should live call him, like Alan Josh, like to live <laughs> call people on their show. We call in Joe Hunnicky, and we ask him if uh, if I was on the Adrian Lopez Ramirez train early. Hmm. You, don't, you know what I actually think, though, I know you didn't do, is bring him up in our preview so you owe 20 burpees did i really not you did not i listened back to the whole thing well not the whole thing just that section and you did not say his name can i do them after the show yeah and i'm gonna videotape and i'll send it out to everybody so they can see it 
this is embarrassing. Yeah, you should I'm, be embarrassed. Before I do these burpees, I'm actually going to go back and listen and make sure I didn't say his name. If I didn't say his name, I would like to to formally apologize because that's just that's just disrespectful. And not that I would ever question you mm-hmm. or point out that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But Adrian Lopez Ramirez did not wrestle JJ Bean. Was that his brother? That was his brother Benny. <laughs> so I guess. I guess I wasn't on the bandwagon so, early. All right. I am also known as a Lake City guy. Obviously, you are not. I have all these yeah, facts. You yeah. Know. Did and, I? Oh, say, oh, sorry. Did, did I say earlier in the episode that I was getting sharper for postseason? Yeah, you're, because I'm, I'm going to walk that back. I yeah. Think. So I pulled it up here. Yeah, you did not. Yeah, you weren't on that bandwagon. So, Ouch. speaking of bandwagons, though, I'm not going to out who it actually was, but at the section tournament, two guys that maybe wear Lake City coaching uniforms or outfits. Okay. What would you call that? A coaching get-up? Um, Doesn't matter. Attire. Attire. Your they, coaching attire. They handed me a pen. Not a pen, but like one of those uh, autograph marker type things. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to sign their chest. It was weird. I walked out. Did you? No. Gosh, no. So they know who they are. Can you say what they look like? <laughs> was, was one of them bald? I'll point them out at the uh, state tournament for you. Okay. So between the two of them, I'm guessing they were probably both former wrestlers, right? Yeah, I think so. How many state entrances would you guess? Between oh, two no, of them? it wasn't the bald one. No, it's not. No the state one title? No, no, no state no, title. No, not the bald guy. So, all right. Another shout I got um, Aiden Miner. Aiden Miner. Did you see him progress through that tournament? I did not. I unfortunately caught the very tail end. I guess fortunately and unfortunately, I caught the very tail end of his final at 160. Yeah, I I watched him on Friday, and you know, Aiden, he's been having a heck of a year. He has, you know, he's been he's been in there, um, Chatfield 160, 172 all year. Mm-hmm. I think he's ranked top five somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just didn't look looked a little off, and I I sh- I elbowed someone. I'm like, I think he, I don't know if he's not feeling well or what. After the match, it was clear he was not feeling well. But that was a guy who was easy to get on his bandwagon. Uh-huh. As he progressed through that bracket, you could, I think he might have started feeling a little better. And uh-huh. he had a really tight one in the finals, pulled it off. Um, it was fun to see the Chatfield faithful go nuts. They could, they were excited. They, they were bring glad a crowd. to get that one. They yeah. bring a loud crowd. Yep, that was uh, that was a lot of fun he's uh, had, to see that. He's wrestled awesome. And he has done a lot of different things for Chatfield this year. Like, I think this is me just kind of guessing but it seems like all those guys right in there 45 52 60 72 are all kind of the same weight and minor has been the one who's jumped up to 72 or we saw him up at 89 earlier so he's done a lot of different things that have been asked for him and also having some success at the section tournament that's well deserved yeah absolutely gutty effort that was it was impressive it was impressive gutty, gutty effort gutty that's effort <laughs> So, and then, uh, what else do I got here? Oh, Pem. This kind of is a good segue. Into- I had this note on mine as well. Blame you, Jamil. Well, what yeah. was your note? You don't know what my note is. My note, I have two notes. Number one, one, number one, great section tournament. And number two, awesome championship singlets. Yeah, I didn't have either of those notes. Okay, what was your note? Mine was, uh, so I happen to be true second. This is my segue into true seconds, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of down below that over not overhang you know it's kind of like elevated seating on the one side doesn't matter yes so and uh 
Alex Bedstead's wrestling his true second match, and I don't know if it was his parents or his grandparents or that Plainview section was up there. Yep. Just going nuts. He won. I think he ended up pin winning is the pin in the true second. Winger in the corner just goes crazy, and it's just one of those things. True second. I don't know if there's a win, maybe a state championship. I'm sure mm-hmm. that probably feels better. Mm-hmm. But, man, a true second win, not only that, a pin, mm-hmm. has to be electric. electric oh, no yeah. matter what. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Plainview crowd was loud for that one. They were. And he had to go the long way to get state because he was a two seed, lost in the semis, had to come all the way back. Well, not all the way back. Drop down to the Constellation Semi, get third. And if you're a two seed that loses in the semis, it's not that often you get a true second. But he got a true second, came back through, and he was pumped. He was. <laughs> he was pumped. Yeah. Oh, he was pumped. That was fun. So Those, the double A finals and semifinals were both very tightly contested. I know, like single A and triple A, really kind of went chalk. Like eleven. Of the 13 finals in single A were number two versus number one seeds, which is ridiculous. And then 12 of the number one seeds won their bracket in single A. So it just, not that it, there weren't interesting matches throughout that, but there weren't a ton of upsets. Everything kind of was what you expected. I think double A was very different. And there were so many true seconds, to your point, Oh, Kyle. my I goodness. Think, did ZM wrestle in like five of them? Five or six or something? I was kind of down on the single A side, and there had to have been eight yeah i think there was a bunch somewhere in there so yeah mm-hmm. it was wild and actually speaking of true seconds mm-hmm. well before i go into my true second stuff another thing you know how i want van epps to crush you in the center of the mat yeah still want that don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but i have a new one too who else do you <laughs> this isn't he's not going to crush you he's just going to break your ankle okay i want you to have to defend one of denstead's low singles and i think by the time you realize your ankle broke, you would also realize you were just getting taken down. Because he gets so low, and it's like, boom, there. I'm like, oh, that would be so funny watching you just break your ankle. I would. I think I would put on a hard cast in advance. Just like I, would, I would just plan for the break. Get <laughs> it casted. Do you think, like, if you were to try to defend that, by the time he, like, would you get it back at all? Uh, no. No I don't chance. think so. I think I would just sacrifice that leg. Oh, would actually, it would be really fun. Densed hits you with a low hang single at the same time Van Epps comes up, just high low you. I'm not agreeing <laughs> to that. <laughs> no, but I had, uh, I had Densted had a great, great tournament. He just kind of, man, another guy. Give him a watch up at the state tournament. Follow that bracket. That'll be a lot of fun. He is just clipping right now. So good luck to him as well. Good luck to really all the section one guys. I mean, it's section mm-hmm. one versus the world at this point. This is where we, this is right. We put all the, the colors away and we're just black red and silver is that we, our colors we need a section one flag <laughs> <laughs> let's not get carried away no i think so a section one flag maybe the jb takes colors would be fine <laughs> and then it says section one versus the world lightly in the background behind the section one logo no do you get those section one t-shirts that they sell down in the lobby are you a t-shirt guy i've, I've not got one no were you were you back years. in the day Mm, I did prob- you? Yeah, I probably had a sweatshirt. Mama Julie, Mama probably. Julie got you one yeah, or two. I'm sure. I'm trying to find the oldest section tournament gear that I can find. I have a sweatshirt from 2012. Who's that somehow still the ni- fits me? Someone was rocking the 1991 
shirt as their warm-up. Oh, really? Yeah, I was down in the single AAA side. While we're giving shout-outs, Javier Berg had an awesome <laughs> tournament. Won it at 114. Dominant tournament for him. And, like I said, I think warming up in that that uh, Section 1 versus the World shirt gives you superpowers. Cause he doesn't looked, hurt. doesn't hurt. He looked like a superhero this he weekend. Did. He did. All right. True seconds. Let's talk about that a little bit. There was a ton of them. Um, are we talking section one true seconds or are we going to oh. get into the big conversation? Because I want to stay yeah, section one yeah, section can, one for a little bit. And I want to talk section it. one true seconds and then you can go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. So true seconds. You know what's really fun with true seconds is you got that team or two that maybe that's their only, only guy, their only chance. Yeah. We saw that at 107, right? Yeah. With LARP. LARP. Christian Larp. Zabrowski. He came out. He won his um, Kenyan. Maybe do you know this stat? How did they fare? What was their winning percentage in their true second match? Kenyan won a mangoes. Yeah. Um, Foss won his, so that's a win. They had five of them. Foss Lacan won his. Summer you, you won can just his. Give me an answer. <laughs> I know it's at least three. Bartel won his. Is that five? Did they go they five? They went five for five in true seconds. That is hard to do. That's not bad. I mean, you need to be in the right mind space. You got to yep. be clipping along, healthy, everything. And speaking of healthy, you ever seen a true second match where within the first 20 seconds, you're like, uh-oh, did he just break his nose? Oh, this I love this story. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you never know. Like, yeah. There's a situation you absolutely never know what's going to happen in a true second match mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like oh no now what do we do right you got coaches running to find masks and injury mm-hmm. time blood time what do you start what don't you start and uh that was wild that and, was uh nuts. came down to you know i think i didn't be in a one-point match so yeah that was interesting yeah gotta wrestle five minutes and 50 seconds with a broken <laughs> nose <laughs> yeah not fun not fun but then okay that's my segue into I always you kind of forget about the refs in these moments as well mm-hmm. so down at the section one you know civic center we've all been there if you're a section one fan but as these true seconds are kind of wrapping up they're rolling up mats I would say security may or may not be looking the other way at that point. Yeah. All the wrestlers and people got, are starting to I mean, you know, populate around the mat. It's basically you've got the mat, pretty much the entire teams from whoever is wrestling. Yeah. Some fans, a little bit of everything. It kind of looks like what happens in an alley when there's a street fight yeah, breaking out. absolutely. And people exactly. just start to kind of circle. Yep. And you got these refs that, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's their biggest match they've ever ref but they got people right on top of them it means everything to the kid the coaches the fans at that moment because this is you know all or nothing your career could be over and uh i mean i never really thought about it from that way we should get a ref on to ask him about how many like how true seconds i bet they i bet they feel it different Oh, yeah. And, like, people are all the way up to the edge of the mat. So, like, even when you're circling or you're the second official there, like, people could probably reach out and touch you or, like, oh, yeah. or like sneeze and you would get their germs yep. on you. Yeah, it's it's a whole different experience. So, that was fun. I just had a lot of fun with watching all those true seconds. And then, uh, yeah, shout out to all the refs this weekend. They had, a, they had a heck of a tournament, I thought. I didn't see 
there was one where someone was kind of getting or a crowd was getting a little testy testy but they made the right call okay we'll just leave it at that (laughs) you know what makes true seconds even more like theatric and intense than like the circling crowd and the pressure of it being a true second is when they're done at midnight (laughs) (laughs) if you do them at midnight they're even crazier as happens do people stay around that's a good question I didn't see any pictures. I didn't see any video, but apparently in section seven, single A, there was a match count limit hit in their individual tournament on Friday night. So they had to postpone a true second till exactly midnight. So the tournament gets done. I don't know if it's seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock or whatever. And they hang out until midnight to wrestle the true second. And then naturally, it goes into overtime. What <laughs> what a weird situation. I've compiled a list, Kyle, of things I would rather be doing at midnight than wrestling a true second match. Okay? We're not going down that list, are we? It's, it's a short list. It's two things. Okay? The things I would rather be doing, number one, sleeping. And number two, anything besides wrestling a true second match. I don't know. if I think... That's got to be up there. If it's your options of wrestling a true second match or getting third, mm, I'm wrestling the match. That's a good point. So that's a good point. Yeah. And then some of the other true seconds across the state. So the match count limits were hit in a few different sections. And initially the thought was that those matches weren't going to be wrestled, but it sounds like they're postponing a bunch of those to Monday. So if you flip through the state tournament brackets, you'll see some spots where wrestlers names aren't quite listed yet. Just have to be patient until Monday at noon or whatever it is when the matches are complete. Fun note on that. Do you think they like, because it's one of the matches is being wrestled at 1030 a.m. on a school day. You think they let all the kids go down to the gymnasium and watch that? Or you think they just wrestle it in the wrestling room or some back corridor? No, I could have my facts completely twisted here. But I think they're going to like a different school. I don't know if it's even in their host. That would make sense. Yeah, I don't think it's in their. That would make school. sense. If it was though, you emptied every classroom and call the fire marshal to a different building quick and yeah, have that match. So imagine a true second between like a kid from Chatfield and Kenny Wanamingo being wrestled in Zimbardo Mazeppa at 10 a.m. on Monday in an empty high school gym. Yeah, that would be. What, what a weird environment. Almost almost as weird as wrestling in at midnight. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun to see how they handle that. I'm sure they'll get some fans there and do something kind of kind of creative. You yeah, got it, right? Anything for a state tournament trip. Absolutely. Anything for a state tournament. So trip. I was just actually gonna look this up to see how this played out, but I was in the wrong section. So give me one second here and I'll be you just keep talking for a bit. Okay. I will How many t- of those were there? Uh that's a good question. I just saw two on the forum that were posted. I saw it was like three double A maybe where that happened. And then I think another section as well. I was being tagged in some stuff on Twitter, but it's kind of hard to follow all the wrestling talk on Twitter this time of year between, you know, think topics like media credentials and true seconds. And Twitter is as active as it's ever been. So if you're a wrestling fan and you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter for all the talk. I guess the kids these days would be calling it X it's no longer twitter gotcha so okay i have a theory i'm just gonna can i just spitball this 
what I'm sure, shop I'm sure, sure someone will yeah, on air completely workshop. destroy my, my theory in this. But couldn't we solve this? I know everybody wants to go now to a two-day tournament. Section one is a two-day tournament uh-huh. or whatever. There's all these different solutions. But couldn't we just basically solve this if we just seeded everybody all the way through? And then kind of like in the NCAA basketball tournament, uh-huh. your bottom two seeds wrestle in to wrestle the one seed and then vice mm-hmm. versa down low instead of having those wrestlebacks kind of in the middle there Ye- maybe they're not wrestlebacks those those like pigtail quote-unquote brackets in the middle yeah if you get them more if you seed it all the way out and you put your bottom seeds well i suppose if they're not full brackets then you got buys technically yeah and hypothetically if you're like we'll get rid of the this probably men. doesn't happen often but if like your 12 seed if you're a double a bracket your 12 seed Russell's all the way back to a true second. Aren't they still going to run into that same match count issue? They will, but it's less likely. Right. So what you're doing is minimizing the likelihood of that event happening. You have your, let's say 12. So you have your 11-12 wrestle in. I suppose that's not going to work. This is bad. We should have talked about this before. Oh, it's good. This is a look behind the curtain. <laughs> this is what we do not on air. Anywho. We just spitball ideas. When we It's an eight-man bracket. Here's what I'm trying to say. It's an eight-man bracket. You have pigtails. You seed it all the way out. Your 11 and 12s, your 9 and 10s, they're going to duke it out right away. So they're going to take an L. Historically, then they probably take, the winner takes an L. Yeah. I think what we should do for this, Kyle, we need to have a YouTube video. We need to have a YouTube oh, a video of you yep, breaking it down <laughs> on the whiteboard. Something so. a little bit more interactive. Because like, I kind of followed, but I didn't fully follow. I think something more interactive would be better. It wouldn't be listeners. a 16-man bracket. It would have to be an 8-man with pigtails in. And you put the four pigtails, if it's a 12-man, into the top four yeah. seeds. A lot of talk people about people now pig- are going to be mad because I said, well, the top four seeds would get a match and we should have a buy lot you already want to talk about pigtails here in the honeycomb hog studio yeah. i'm gonna get better talk. at putting <laughs> well, i thought you meant yeah we got pigs and we got pigtails see <laughs> we do we do we have a lot of pigtails so all right anyways true seconds tomorrow monday or today whenever you're listening yep yep um should we hit sponsors here before we go to statewide talk or do we have anything left on section one or uh true seconds no, I think uh, I'm good on section one. It was a really fun two days. Um, yeah, they did a great job running that tournament. It's always pretty, pretty they seamless. Always do. So mm-hmm. very, very nice. And they recognized the girls this year. They recognized that. That was awesome. In that uh, little parade of champions moment. So that was awesome. And Kyle, how can we not give a shout out to Diane Smith for absolutely slaying the national anthem <laughs> yeah. twice? Yeah. Absolutely. State finalist wrestler, and if there was a state finals for singing the national anthem, dare I say it, I think she would be in that as well. So it was very cool to see the girls honored. Section 1 tournament always runs super smoothly. Um, the playlist as well. Man, <laughs> Mark Queasley had those jams going. I was, uh, I was loving that as well. So sponsors are going to be, once again, Heman Tree Service. Riley and Dylan Heeman. Did you know that the Heeman Tree Service owners paint their basement and make their significant others listen to us while they're painting the basement? Are you serious? Yeah. I'm like, not only are you torturing them with painting, now you have to hear our voices while you're painting. You ran into Riley. I did. He told you that? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So actually his significant other told me that. So if your husband, who has a wife, 
who you would like to do some projects around the house with her, or doesn't even have to be your wife, maybe it's your girlfriend, sit her down when you guys are painting the house or whatever it is, turn on JV takes. They say it brings spouses closer together, actually. Well, because they can like come together to hate us. Yeah, they can unify <laughs> yeah. against us. Yes, I like that. We've been doing that to a lot of people lately. Yeah, we bring people together. <laughs> we do. We do. So Riley and Dylan Heeman for Heeman Tree Services. We've got Lodemeyer's in Goodyear. Do you think Lodemeyer's plays us over their like PA system while they're selling tractors and stuff? No, but if they need somebody for that, I would do it. For like, free. Talk over the PA system? Yeah. Oh, like announce? I would do a recording. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We are recording. Yeah, we are. They could just like play this. They could do that. <laughs> they could do that. I hope they would do better than that. But Lodemeyer's in Goodyear. Ag Partners. I've seen guys at Ag Partners, Taylor and Joe specifically with their earbuds and listening to us. Really? Yeah. In the office? Yeah. Because Joe works at the scale. He should probably be like interacting with customers. Why? When you can get good quality wrestling content. Okay. That's so. fair. I would probably do the same. So Ag Partners in Goodyear. We've got Ace Moving and Warehouse in Rochester. You know they're listening to us while they're driving around. You know they are. And Hogum Insurance in La Crosse on Alaska area. And also they have a branch in Rochester. And you know that's they're- why we're... We're streamed, yep. so they can pull us up anywhere. That's right. And uh, so our connection down there, Michael Odomo is coaching at Holman. Wisconsin actually had their state tournament this weekend. They did. So it's fun to see some clips and follow the track wrestling on that. Looked like there was some good wrestling going on down there. If you need any type of breakdown of Wisconsin wrestling, just look out the look at the Wisconsin Wrestler podcast. Yes. That's all you'll ever need. Yeah. If you don't like us, which there's a really good chance that you don't, you will definitely like Steven Teague. They yeah, know, they're the opposite they, of us. Yeah, they're likable. They know their stuff, and they're entertaining. We're 0 for 3. They're 3 for 3. So those are our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors for making this all possible. And with that, we better get over to the state tournament brackets, MSHSL state championships on track wrestling. Kyle, I want to start with the girls because they have not had a wrestling match in like a week and a half or two weeks. What do you think about that? Wonderful. How many returning state champions do you believe there is on the girls' side? Hmm. How many weights? Was there 10 last year? 13? How many weights were there last year? There were weights last year. There were. All right. We're going to go with seven. Are you serious? I get it right. Did you look at my prep? Did you sneak a peek? You didn't even send it to me today. Seven. There no. were exactly seven. Nice. I'm not. I'm not sure. This is weird. We're sharp. like two for two on trivia, kind of. It's pretty good. It is good. I'll say most of those returners, though, are above like 136 pounds, and there's not a single bracket with multiple returning state champions in it. Is there an asterisk here? Did you count Callie from Northfield? I did not count her in this. She is a returning state champion, going to be on the boys' side. So my logic here was how many returning girls' state champions are wrestling in the girls' tournament again? In the girls so if you want to count Callie okay. Graber, you could say eight. All right. Yep. So down low, a lot of these weights are kind of wide open. Like at 100 pounds, Maggie Olson of Albert Lee is a returning state place winner. Ella Henning 
is a returning state place winner as well. And by wide open, you mean second behind all section one. Is that what you're getting <laughs> exactly. at? Exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so basically, the state knows. That's correct. The wrestlers out of section one are always going to be the favorite, or at least when you ask you and me and Kyle. But uh, beyond that, kind of wide open. Kind of wide open. Kind of wide open. I actually got to pull these brackets up here to make sure I'm on track. I've got my, my cheat sheet as well that I've been throwing together for when I'm broadcasting later this week. One of the weights that jumps out to me is the deepest with tons of talent. And you're going to love to watch this one at the state tournament, Kyle. I know you couldn't drive over to Redwood Valley because you you have a family, unlike me. But 112 pounds is deep with talent. So out of sections one and three, Bernie Rock and Lauren Ellsmore, who are both state finalists. Ellsmore got third last year. She was a finalist the year before. I believe, Jason, if I'm wrong, shoot me a text about that. Um, Bernie Rock won that final, and she's going to be the number one seed. So Ellsmore is the number two seed. And then beyond that, no, Ellsmore is number three. Excuse me. Thank you. Ellsmore got third last year. Ellsmore got third last year. I believe she got second two years ago to Charlie Raymond. Fact checkers, please check me and grade my uh, performance on that is JB correct. Takes Reddit. Okay, that is correct. And then beyond that, Hannah Schuster got fifth at state last year. Hannah Schuster of Apple Valley. Giselle Gallegos of South St. Paul got sixth last year at state. And Isabel Shockman got third at state. So what is that? Five state place winners in an eight-man bracket? That is correct. Oh, man. That is, that's impressive. That's a, that's a very, very deep weight class in my mind. Um, moving down 124 and 130 pounds both have four returning state place winners the interesting twist i noticed there in the 124 pound bracket do you, do you have that one pulled up in front of you i do do you notice the interesting twist oh, that's just not cool it's just not cool no we got two section one ladies facing off first round is the four or five seed it's tough. It is tough. How do you cheer for who? Who do you cheer for? There? You don't. You don't. You just sit back and let it take its course, and then you get back on the cheering bandwagon after that. That's right. So That's how we do it as a section one versus the world crowd. We should coach them up on how to do that. The section one family. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like so. that. I like that. So Chloe Berg and Lainey Houts aren't the only uh, good competition there in that 124 pound bracket. Camden Salter of Rosemount was also a state place winner last year. Lana Walker, or excuse me, Lana Walter was a state place winner last year as well. So that one's got some really nice depth there. Um, moving up to 142, Kyle. Audrey Rogotsky of Stillwater is an undefeated sophomore. She's 31-0, got second at state last year, could potentially meet up with Annabelle Petzinger of New Richland Hartdale, New Richland Heartland Ellendale Geneva, who's a senior who won state last year. So out of the potential finals matchups I'm looking at, I think that would could be one of the very best. And then beyond that, you have three more state place winners mixed in there as well. So very deep bracket at 142. Why does that last name sound familiar? Rogatsky? Yeah. Never heard it. Yeah. I think there's a kid for Ohio State. Last name Rogotsky. Are they related? Couldn't tell you. Hmm. Alan Josh could. They'll give you the full breakdown on that. Yeah. <laughs> our uh, our hour long state tournament preview will probably come out 
well, we're recording this Sunday night. It'll either be late Sunday night or early Monday morning, and I'm sure Alan Josh will come out shortly thereafter with a, a four-hour episode to make our not only will they know episode. like she has brothers, it'll be like their brother stats, her stats. It's just it's just tough. This is why we got to get on the front end of it. So we do. Yeah, yeah we just got to get something out yeah, there. Just throw it out. Yep. <laughs> so so that, listen to Alan Josh's team preview. They put that out last week, so you got a few more days to take that in, and then I'm sure they're doing it. I think they're doing a, a individual one, right? They do. That is the plan. That's what I saw on Twitter. That's the plan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Ooh. Oh, this is interesting. Can I bring one up? Yeah, go ahead. 48 girls. Mm-hmm. Skyler Little Soldier. Three seed in the section. Happens to be the number one seed at state. So must have had a good run at the section tournament to pull that off. Here's Here's what that tells me. Section one. The section one and three section tournament is tougher than the state tournament. <laughs> That's aggressive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, she's always fun to watch. She's been around a while. Senior now. Yeah, she's state great. champ. Yep. Right? She, yep, two-time state champ. Uh, she was dominant in the section tournament. She was fantastic. She wrestled. So she wrestled CeCe Rock in the finals of the section one and three finals. She won that one pretty dominantly i think it was maybe 10-0 or something like that and cc rock is great as well she got fourth at state last year so um yeah watch keep your eyes on skyler little soldier to see what she does here in her her last go round at the state tournament beyond that in the upper weights both the 190 and 235 brackets are pretty deep at heavyweight or excuse me 235 cameron henning was a state champion last year. She's a returning state champion. And then Jeriana Marshall of Rochester Mayo got third at 235 last year. And then you mix in the likes of Ella George, South St. Paul, who's a senior who was a state place winner last year, and Christy Amory. That is going to be a very deep weight class as well. Can I tell you something kind of funny now about, I don't think I've told you this story about mm-hmm. brackets mm-hmm. and this is kind of like for this is actually going to be some like non-wrestling advice for those of you that may or may not be having kids in the near future and if you're struggling trying to find out baby names have i told you the story no <laughs> so three years ago uh jessica and i we were expecting and we didn't know the jessica, name jessica or, the uh fortunate mrs honicky yeah yeah so we didn't know what we were having whether it's a boy or a girl let's just say we were struggling with boy names so where you okay? Here's a little thing. Don't Google like boy names. Because what does it pull up? Michael? No, Peter. no, 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 no. I wish it was that easy. Like they pull up the thousand most common boy names, and holy Hannah, it's some of the most off the wall stuff you've ever seen in your entire life. Holy Hannah, is that one probably was yeah. one. Yeah, it was crazy. So where do you go to get a good, just solid list of boys' names? The state wrestling tournament. Yep. You just start going through brackets. You just reminded me of a very funny story. And I did not get permission to share this on air, but I think my mother would be okay with it. So so can I finish mine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we went through, going through the state brackets about three years ago, we were able to at least get a, you know, a, th- a list of three. So we got close. And then we ended up having a girl, so it didn't matter. And we had the girl name picked out. So, But now I'm just sitting here thinking, it's like, for all you expecting parents out there, if you need girls or boy names, the best place to go, 
MSHSL brackets. Just start searching. Start going through them. You're gonna you're gonna get a good list. Oh yeah. You will. By the end of the day, you'll have some names you can work with. I mean, I'm just looking at the that's, one. That's free advice. I'm just looking at 107 single A here, and we've got a Danny in here. We've got Caston in there. Kyler. You're in boys. Are, are you boys or girls? Boys. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, Edgar, literally, I should have got you to Edgar. You did just go three. Okay. So anyways. So here's my story. You know my younger brother's name. I have a, I have yeah. a brother who's in fifth grade. His name is Keaton. Do you know where that name came from? Or do you have any guesses where that name would have came from? I mean, Keaton Shore is the most famous Keaton I know. So Keaton Shore's mother was my mom's nurse oh, really? at the hospital. Yes. <laughs> and they were talking wrestling because I think my older brother had wrestled Keaton Shore's older brother, Brandon Shore. Yep. So they were talking wrestling and uh, somehow Keaton's name got brought up and my mom said, oh, I really like that name. And now, uh, so my younger brother, I don't think he's technically named after Castle Manorville state champion Keaton Shore, but I think his name was inspired. inspired. Oh, for sure. That's inspired, inspired by yes. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. We talked about Keaton like yes. two months ago, probably, yes. just randomly. Keaton yeah. Shore. The three people who've listened to all of our episodes are going to love that huh. recall. That's that's hilarious. Well, good. Hey, there you go. For all you expecting or potentially expecting parents. Or, or some uh, advice if you're struggling on names. Or those who aren't expecting, and then all of a sudden it's just thrust into <laughs> yeah, your life you for go. anyone. <laughs> if you need an emergency name, check out the brackets. <laughs> Well, that was not on our list of agenda items, but... Uh, it was on mine. <laughs> gotcha. It was on there. <laughs> All right. We, okay. uh, let's finish up the girls here. What else we got? So I, I'm rounded out there on the girls. The 190 bracket we could touch on quickly because there's some nice depth there as well with Katie Whelan, returning state place winner, Glorianne Vigniavo, I believe it's pronounced from Apple Valley, as a senior... I was a state place winner last year, and uh, Maya Schmidt, a state place winner as well. So a lot of depth in the upper weights. And I'll also say a lot of these wrestlers in the lower to mid weights are going to be returning next year. So watch for these trilogies, you know, these state semis that continue to happen or these state these state finals that, uh, that happen once again. Super fun. Super, super fun. Um. Let's jump over to Class A, Kyle. Uh, I don't think we need to go through every single bracket one at a time, introduce every single seed, but what we can do is hop through a few different brackets that catch our eye. Do you have any particular bracket that stands out to you as either, I don't know, maybe it's particularly tough, interesting, or there's good potential baby names? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just see. Uh, You know... I'm gonna start with the big guys. I always like, uh, I always like that. So I'm gonna go 215 single A. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Will Van Epps and yeah. Jacob Shimmick down here in our neck of the woods. Uh, I think Shimmick was a state finalist, 46 and one. Van Epps has been on a mission. I know he lost to uh, Morgan from Mounds View, mm-hmm. and then I think he lost to a gentleman from Prairie Shane, maybe. Yeah, I think it's Blake. Theory is yeah. their stud. He so built like an NFL tight end. Yep. Both of so between Shimmick and Van Epps, two losses. And there's a few guys in there right behind them. Um Jackson 
Artakowicz? How do you say that? Holding I believe... For, the holding for a dude. We'll well, go with that. Big boss man on the forum will let us know for sure, but I believe it's Barkowitz. Barkowitz. There you go. There you go. And Bodie Roberts from New York Mills. So, I mean, we've got like a nice deep... I think this one's deep. This is mm-hmm. a kind of a... I don't want to say it's wide open, but this is a deep bracket that I like to see. And I've seen a few of these guys wrestle, so it's just a, it's a lot of fun when you can see guys that you've seen throughout the year. Yeah, and there's, you know what I'm noticing here is there's a bunch of underclassmen here who have the potential to do some damage. Like, even some of these unseated wrestlers, Braden Champ, up in the top portion of the bracket from Bertha Hewitt, Verndale, Parker's Prairie. He's in his second year at the state tournament, was actually at heavyweight last year. So now he's down at 215. I think he's somebody who could do some damage. George Doherty of LeSueur Henderson is just a sophomore who's going to make for a, a very tough out at the state tournament, probably the next couple years. And then uh, Mason Adams of Lake Crystal Welcome Memorial, a freshman in at 215. I think any coach in the state would beg for a freshman state entrant at 215 pounds to build your lineup around for the next few years. Good call at 215, Kyle. Very cool bracket. What do you got? I'm going to bounce down low. I'm going to go all you the way down. always go to the little guys. I, I guess I always go to the big guys. So. Well, look at me. Look at me. I'm five. I'm five foot seven. Okay, I'm biased towards the little people. This one I like a lot because there's two clear names at the top that are going to jump out to you, and then beyond that, a ton of wrestlers with potential. So Javier Berg's the number one seed. He was a state champion last year. He was a state entrant two years ago. And Miklo Hernandez, the eighth grader from Pipestone, lost Javier Berg in the finals last year at 106 pounds. So as a seventh grader, he got second at state. That rerun, again, in the finals could be super exciting, but it's going to be a tough route to get there for both of those guys. I'm excited to see some of these other wrestlers like uh, Caden Eller of Jackson County Central, who's the number three ranked wrestler in the state. And then beyond that, guys like Roman Roberg, uh, providing a bunch of depth to this bracket as well. So 114 is going to be going to be fun. Yeah, I'm going to go my turn. Your turn. You are such a section one homer. Of course, you'd go Berg's bracket. But hey, he's a solid dude. So I'll give you that. He is. I'm going to go nostalgia here because there's two guys that are seniors that I've seen uh, wrestle now a handful of times over the last few years. Javon Williams, ACGC. Mm. We're at 160A. And Drew Lang, Holdingford, mm. both the number one and the two seed there. Uh, just absolute solid dudes. And then, hey, we got that Aiden Miner guy we talked about uh, floating around in there. Tommy Elwood from Medford. Pretty mm-hmm. sure he was like 127 last year. He was somewhere in there. He might have been like 138 or 132. But yeah, he's, pretty he's sure he was 127 last year, 26. Are you 100%? Sh- you're, I'm not even going to question you. I don't want to be embarrassed more than I so, already have been on this episode. He was a state champ back in the day, I think down there at like 106, somewhere in there a couple years ago. So this is just a really – and Elwood's a junior. Um, this one for me, I just – we talked about this a little bit earlier. I got to get on board with people I've seen wrestle. I can't just go off of two ranked kids and all that's mm-hmm. going to be a good matchup. I need to see him a few times before I uh, mm-hmm. kind of buy in and – these are two guys that I've seen wrestle a lot, and I kind of am excited. And then, obviously, section one. I'm a big Aiden Miner fan after the last weekend. So, are we sure that Tommy Elwood's just a junior? 
I don't know. It says he's a junior on track. It does say he's just a junior on track, but it seems like he's been around since like 2013. Are we sure that he wrestled 126 last year? He did. I checked. I know he did. Yeah. You did your prep this week, didn't you? The sheep are out again. The sheep are out again. <laughs> that darn. There's just one. Okay. That one sheep. Jessica's funny farm needs to find a way that the doorbell doesn't go off when the sheep we get out. We should work on that. Yeah. So. Room for improvement. For those statewide folk, we got pigs here, we got sheep, and we got fainting goats. So it's a straight up funny farm. But honestly, for all business inquiries, just go ahead and reach out if you need <laughs> if you need sheep or fainting goats. I got to get rid of that one that keeps getting out. So <laughs> send us an email. Make, I got a good deal for you. Make sure you have a good fence. <laughs> So 160A, that's my that's my go-to bracket if I can't watch 215. All right, I like it. I'm going to go down to 127, and this is the only bracket that I've seen in single A with two returning state champions. So we've got Donovan Schmid of Malax as the number one seed and Devin Carter of Tracy, Milroy, Ballatin, Westbrook, Walnut, Grove. Can you repeat that back to me, Kyle? You got it. Nope. Okay, that's what I thought. And then some depth beyond that with Braden Burmeister, a Pipestone area, and Wyatt Nowitzki of Holdingford, who was a state place winner last year. How does Pipestone always just continually run out like four kids that weigh less than 145 pounds that are state place winners? They've been doing that for like 10 years. I'm unsure. Something that was rhetorical, right? I have no idea. I was looking for kind of what you gave me. Okay, so that good, was perfect. Good. And then beyond that, like Owen Gruchow of West Central Area is somebody who I think was a state place winner last year. Yeah, he got sixth at 106 last year. So tons of talent at the top in this one with the two returning state champions and then a lot of depth beyond that. All right. We want to do one more each here in single A. Are you ready to hop up to double A? Uh, I I'm good either way. I got I got a couple, but if you got a third one you want to go with, I can see if you don't take mine. I'm there's no way that you're gonna take this one. 145 pounds, single A. <laughs> Nolan Ambrose. What? He's at one. I I completely missed that. He went up to 145. I don't. Hasn't he been at 45 all year? Or no. He's been out down at 39. I don't know if that's true. All right, I'm gonna look. I'm I'm almost ninety percent sure he's been down at one thirty nine, or at least okay, for the so team what, tournament. What were you gonna preview? I was gonna say how wide open it was because there's like one or two <laughs> returning state entrants or place winners. Good homework there. In my defense, I did uh, I did have a late night. I stopped out last night after the section tournament to visit with some friends. So. That's the excuse I'm going to go with. Oh, is that what that the t-shirt handoff was? That's what the t-shirt handoff was. So, yeah, Ambrose. Yeah, he was at 39 for the majority of the second half of the season. Well, look at that. We well, learned something new. All right, that's fun. That's a, that's a little twist and turn there that I wasn't quite expecting. But cool. We got Nolan Ambrose as the number one seed at 145. Gavin Johnson's the number two seed. He was uh, third at state last year. That will be a fun bracket to watch. Well, then let's look at 139. What do we got going on there? That's a good question. Ryan Jensen. Yeah. From BBE, 43-0. and 0. And we'll get to see them at the state uh, team tournament. 
Yes, we will. So I'll get a little preview of what he's got going on. And then, uh, weird, number two seed, where's he hail from? Section one, baby. Dover, Yoda, Bolton, Tessing. So 40-2. and two. So he's had a great year. He finished really strong last year, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there you go. Look at that. We got a... There's something else on this one I wanted to point out. No, I lost my spot, but all right. All right. So there we go. Class A, couple fun brackets to watch. Why the heck did Nolan Ambrose go up to 145? I'm very curious now. You know I'm a Jackson guy, right? You are a Jackson guy, or at least that's what you say. I got sources. I'll reveal reveal that to you later. Please do. Please do. All right. Double A. Kyle, I'm going to have to pick a bracket down low because you know how I operate here. Well, I've already got mine picked out. All right, well, you go ahead. I should probably get to it, though, first. It is 160. Why do I know? Oh, there it is. 160, double A. Why did I pick this bracket? I know why you did, because there's an undefeated returning state champion, and there's two studs right behind that undefeated returning state champion. Well, you're incorrect on the undefeated part. He is 48-1. and Griffin Lundin... As your number one seed, followed by Luke Swanson as the number two, and Caleb Lochner as the number three, and Tate Condenzo from Marshall at 44-2. and two. The reason I picked this is this is going to be the last hurrah potentially for Lochner-Swanson rematch. Ugh, isn't so, that sad? Two seniors, section one, going out the door. We get to, uh, hopefully, hopefully we see that in the semifinals. Uh, unfortunate that we couldn't get them on the opposite side of the bracket, but oh well. So we'll get to see that. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully one wins it all and one gets third. Can I be that biased? Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. Okay, good. That's fine. We did. Here's the thing about being biased. You can do it as long as you disclose it in the beginning. We said right away there might be some Section 1 homers on this podcast. We did. And for those people that haven't uh, followed us, these two gentlemen have wrestled, oh my goodness, a lot yeah last year i think they wrestled four or five times this year they've already wrestled twice so they they wrestle all the time and the matches always come down to the wire they have never had a match decided by more than like a point or two have they something like that yeah Yeah. so and yeah then they're gonna get to face off against uh you know if seeds hold griffin lundin who is an absolute hammer from yep up in the north country so this is my uh, this is my bracket. I'm gonna follow along on. I like 160. And Griffin Lundeen lost back in mid December to one L.J. Arujao of Bismarck at the Valley City Holiday Tournament. I must have missed that one. That's a that's a good win for him. At 145 pounds, Kyle. We better say with the Section One theme. We've got our guy, Owen Denstad of Caledonia Houston. I'm trying to pull the bracket up. Undefeated at 48-0, the number one, number two seed, the number one seed, Matt Randolph of Scott West. He's a returning state finalist. Number three seed, Landon Kuyawa of Becker, who's also going to be wrestling in the team portion. So right there, those three to me, just a clear cut. Mm, I don't want to say a clear cut above the rest, but three names that jump off the paper as wrestlers that are very accomplished, multiple state 
um, state titles. And I would say a little bit similar to your 160-pound bracket that that bottom side final could or semifinal could be absolutely fantastic. And then the winner of an absolute meat grinder of a semifinal could be rewarded with the state finalist, Matt Randolph. My turn? Your turn. All right. It just wouldn't be right if we didn't follow 152AA for a variety of reasons. We got the number one seed, son of the podcast. There we go. Known as Alan Josh, Cash Raymond. And then No, no, no. I would say I would say that Josh Raymond is the father of multiple time state finalist Cash Raymond. That is true. I would say he is known through his son. That, you know what that's I mean? actually fair. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Like so, when I hear the name Josh Raymond, I don't go, oh, podcast host. I go, <laughs> oh, father of great wrestlers. <laughs> so yeah, that that's always fun when you kind of can just tie it all back, right? And you yeah, like I said, you gotta mm-hmm. have something to something to watch and then i gotta i gotta follow joseph kennedy so from i remember joseph he was giving you a hard time wasn't he was he no he wasn't at the section tournament no he wasn't giving me a hard time maybe some friendly poking (laughs) oh just just poking you a little bit about the podcast yeah family friends yes the the brewer mattis family and the the kennedys go way back so we always we always poke fun but uh i'm excited to see this as kennedy being a senior here um I remember him when he was 12 years ago. How old would he be? Like six? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he was, he, he was a handful for me at some uh, sporting events, a time or two. Yes. So it's fun to watch that energy translate to the wrestling mat. And he's got so much of it. I remember seeing him. He was doing backflips at that age. He was six or seven and could do a full backflip. Yeah. uh, So. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah it'll be fun to see uh hopefully he can have a good run here at the end of his his uh high school career and then uh lake and coltman i'm just on the you know me i'm a fan yeah, so yeah, yeah. i'm just section one so yeah. this kid i think i was explaining it to somebody he just goes and does his business and he comes out with a w hmm. nine times out of ten and he's just fun fun guy to watch so um yeah that's where i'm at i'm watching uh raymond kennedy coltman I want to see 52 double A. Awesome. I've got two more here for you. 139 double A as we kind of stay in the middle here of the double A brackets. The top seed there is multiple multiple time state champion Jack Nelson, but he is going to have a very, very tough road if he wants to get another state title. The number two seed there is Caden Nicholas, who's a multiple time state place winner. He was a state finalist last year. He's been wrestling incredible this year. The number three seed is East Ethan Sylvester of Totino Grace, who in his senior year is 49 and 2. He was a state place winner last year. And Kyle, the number four seed in this bracket, is 49 and 0. Daniel Gunlogson of Dawson Boyd, Laquaparl, Montevideo United. And a special shout out to Joe. Brown of the West Central <laughs> Tribune, who used to be down in our area in southeastern Minnesota, working at the Red Wing Republican Eagle. He's now out in West Central writing for the Tribune. Help me out with that pronunciation. So thank you, Joe. Because you destroyed it last I time. destroyed it. Yeah, I did destroy it. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to judge on uh, pronunciations here. As you should not be. I got one left here. One left. I'm actually just going to go with one kid 
that this is kind of cool as I was scanning through. So when I was uh, a wee little guy watching when wrestling. When you were a wee little, a wee guy, little guy. You were little? There was a point oh, in your life tiny. where you were little? How much do you think I weighed as a seventh grader? I don't know, like 195? That's rude. <laughs> like 93 pounds. Did you really? Yeah. 93 pounds. That's wild. Yeah. I weighed more than you. I know. I was a chubby kid, though. Yeah. So, and handsome. When I was a young little guy watching wrestling and good you for you know some of the first times, uh, I got to see this guy's dad wrestle. So Sean Fredrickson uh, up in uh, Chisago Lakes, his son qualified at 215, Connor Fredrickson. So that's kind of cool. Oh, very cool. So 215 AA. Keep an eye on that one. Uh-huh. So, all right, that's all I got. All right. I want to go up to AAA now, Kyle. I'm going to just be very forthcoming here. I'm going to go 107, and then I'm going to go 113 or 114, and then I'm going to go 121, 127, and 133. Okay. So you can't pick any of those. <laughs> so everybody gets three, and then you just go all in, or we do three, and then you're. I'm. So I'm between the two of us, I think I'm a little bit more the AAA guy just because I call more matches up in the city. So I see a lot of Shaka P. I, uh, I went to Northfield's wrestling match a couple weeks ago. I've seen them wrestle a lot between the clash and stuff like that. So And just notice, Albert Lee, he again just didn't say your name. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got you, Albert Lee. <laughs> I have plenty of Albert Lee sources that would say we have a strong JV takes and Albert Lee ties. <laughs> uh, all right, well, where do you want to go then? Do you want to just start? I'm starting right at the bottom with 107 pounds AAA. This is is going to feature some fantastic quarterfinals. So Dylan St. Germain, he's the veteran of the group. He's a junior. He is the number one seed. The number two seed is Leon Collins of Prior Lake. I've seen Collins wrestle quite a few times this year. He's having an incredible season. Last year, he was a state entrant. This year, he's made a huge jump. He's 37-1 and as a ninth grader, and he could potentially match up in the semis with Anthony Heim who's the standout eighth grader for Shakopee, state entrant last year at 106 pounds. And then also on that bottom side of the bracket, Grant Bergeron. You cannot discredit anyone with the letters STMA behind their name. He's going to be a very tough quarterfinal for Collins if both of them advance to that point. And then on the top side, Kyle, I would be remiss if I did not point out Callie Graber of Northfield. Won a Section 1 title this last weekend, and I believe they said over the loudspeaker it was the first Section 1 title won by a girl in the boys' bracket in Section 1. So everyone putting all of their feelings aside, I think it's going to be super fun storyline to follow to see how far Callie Graber can go in that bracket. But she could have a very tough um, opening round matchup with Cy Kong of Apple Valley, who's having a great season. And then Owen LaRose is the five seed from Moundsview, the... Uh, the Kickstarter, that big Mounts View engine. So I'm excited basically about everything in the 107-pound bracket. Your thoughts? You said it wonderfully. Okay. You got a... Do you have somewhere else you want well, to go? Or do you want to... You do two to my one. because We could spend a few more minutes on 107 if you want. We could. But we're actually we going to... retain listeners, so we should move on. We're going to hop up to <laughs> 114 pounds here. So Lincoln Robidoux... He's a returning state place winner. He placed at state as a seventh grader. He is the three seed. Number two seed, Leo Edblad of Cambridge Isanti is a senior who's a returning state finalist. 
And then Brett Swenson of Moundsview, also a returning state finalist. Trivia question for you, Kyle. Which class do you believe returned the most state champions between single A, double A, and triple A? And I'll say, for the sake of congruency between tournaments, is congruency a word? I... For the sake of being consistent, I'm not going to count Callie Graber's girls' state championship in the total amount of boys returning state champions. I'm thinking it's going to be AAA then if we're here in AAA. You are correct. It is AAA. Can you guess how many returning state champions there are? Uh, Seven. Six. Six. Thirteen. Thirteen. Excuse me, twelve. Not counting Callie Grapers. Twelve returning state champions. Are you saying all from last year? Yes. So, not all from last year, including Michael Olson's from two years ago. And we'll say they're from two years ago. I'm really kind of fudging, messing with the rules as I go. So, Michael Olson won one two years ago. You got the Beisel brothers. Got Zytavius Williams from Eden Prairie. All down low. And then a couple guys came up from double A. So like Lawson Eller of New Prague won a state title in double A. Tyson Charmoli of St. Francis won a title last year down in double A as well. So a bunch of people moving up to double A and then just a bunch of returning state champs. It's going to make for triple A to be very exciting individual tournament this year. Congruency is a word. Okay. When two things are similar or fit together well. I think you were close. I think I used it somewhat in the right context. Yeah. And then because a couple of those guys moving up to dub- from AA to AAA and a strong graduating class last year in AA, there's just three returning state champions in AA. Can you name them? The returning champs in AA? Yeah. Uh, one, one of them we already mentioned. Griffin Lundin. You're correct. I actually mentioned a second as well. Can I get like a weight range? Yeah, one is in the middle weights, middle to light, and one is one has a twin. Twin. A twin. Hmm. I don't know. One's from Watertown Mayor and one's from Mount Westonka. Be Titan. Frederick. Yep. yep. T- Titan Friedrichs and, Friedrich. and yep. Jack Nelson. Gotcha. At one thirty nine. So, um, one hundred and twenty one pounds. Triple A. Do you want me to go or do you want to have a? Do you have a triple-A bracket that you're excited about? I got one. And this is, again, funny story. 145 triple-A. I don't remember where exactly this tournament was, but uh, <laughs> Alex Braun, he's a senior here. He's going to be your number one seed. Yeah, he's good at wrestling. He's 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 really good. He's good at wrestling. And uh, he may or may not have gotten taken down by a kid once, and then this kid quickly cut him. And like, oh, this is going to be an easy match. Proceeded to get absolutely worked. And I saw a coach getting a little worked up. Like, how do we take a kid down and then cut him and then get teched in like 30 seconds? And he said, remind him, he's, he's pretty good. He's like, oh, he is? Yeah, I'm like, yeah he's, he's pretty good. So, so if so. I'm <laughs> understanding the story correctly, there's, there's a kid that accidentally stumbled into a takedown. Yep. A kid that accidentally <laughs> took down Alex Braun. Didn't realize who Alex Braun was. Correct. Cut him. And then proceeded to get teched, and the coach was upset <laughs> that his kid yeah. 
It was hilarious. Uh, oh, that's so funny. anywho, yeah, Alex Brown. I'm excited to see him finish out his career, uh, 47 and one. And then uh, there was a good article about Calder Sheehan. I did not know that. So Calder Sheehan out of Mayo. Here is the uh, three seed, mm-hmm. 29 and one from Rochester Mayo. Check it out. Post Bulletin. Uh, what he kind of went through uh, this season. So he didn't really start the year after uh, his football season and got a slow start. But yeah, there he is one section one. And uh, standing there in the three spot, you probably know all these other guys a lot better, but I'm sure they're all good, too. Let me pull up here. 145 AAA. Yeah, Charmoli is a returning state champ, so he's decent. And then, uh, yeah, we know Alex Braun's a returning state champ. Corman in the five spots, a returning state place winner. It's a decent bracket. Hopefully the people statewide realize that I'm not the... The historian like you, I'm more just a fan. Yeah, 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 It's yeah. starting to be very evident here in AAA. Well, yes. I, I think you and I, we've talked about this a lot lately, Kyle, but you and I complement each other very nicely. You have a very different perspective than I do, and uh, you stop me from going on 45-minute rants about how this kid beat this kid and placed here and did this. So it's, it's a good balancing act. We should almost talk about that. So I, my approach to wrestling is I like to just sit back and watch. Yeah. And I kind of start finding myself migrating to a group, a fan, a kid, and like, oh, mm-hmm. this is the guy I want to follow along. Mm-hmm. You, I won't I won't like put words in your mouth, but I will. You love to look on paper yeah, yeah, and yeah. say, oh, that's going to be good. I got to watch that. Yeah. And I think that's what's kind of fun is there's a lot of people like you, and I think there's a lot of people like me. Mm-hmm. So No, I, I am 100% a track wrestling nut. Like, I'll just dive deep dive down track wrestling and find this kid that beat this kid who placed it here at this tournament. And uh, yeah, if I had any sort of friends, I would probably spend less time on track wrestling. We should ask Jessica to break the tie and see who she is. I bet she was shutting the door. Yeah. She does not want to participate in our conversation. She usually sides with me. I don't know if that's because she's a fan of me or just there's a little bit of disdain towards you. Yeah. I think it's probably both. This time she was probably shutting the door on us because she had to go outside and get that sheep. Yeah. She had to go (laughs) get a little sheep wrangling. So, yeah. So for me, I just, I I like watching Alex Brown wrestle. I like the story of uh, Calder Sheehan. So I'm excited to see that. Bracket. Oh, oh, now that I think about this, I kind of would rather have your perspective going to the state tournament because I sit up there above all eight mats and it's just so overwhelming because I'm like, oh, that kid, that kid has, you know, this accomplishments wrestling this kid who's done this. And I just get sucked into all the different mats at the same time. Whereas you see a kid pop out, you know, you jump onto their wrestling style or they do something that you appreciate. So I think uh, there's a lot of different ways to appreciate the sport and take it in. Do you want me to go to my next one that I like watching? I would love that. Or do you? You got like four more to go. Do you want to go? Well, I'll go. I like this. This is another uh, another guy that I've seen kind of wrestle throughout the years. One fifty-two triple A. Brad Little, number oh, yeah. two seed. I don't know what it is. The guy. Okay, first of all. He's got to be like a 32-year-old senior. or He's only a junior. He, That's crazy. I, I don't know when he started, but it feels like he's been on varsity as like a 7th and 8th grader. He probably hasn't. But mm-hmm. he uh, <laughs> there was a tournament in Minnetonka. This, they had the old turkey tussle in this just freezing cold gym. This was years ago. Oh, feels like years ago. And he absolutely just worked over a few guys. And that's when I kind of first like, who is this dude? So... 
him, obviously, number two seed. Uh, and then we've got Apollo Ashby from mm-hmm. Moundsview. Yep. You know I'm a Moundsview fan. You are. And You claim to be, I should say. Well, anybody that chirps at you, I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. So when Moundsview starts barking back at Logan on Instagram, you're only going to be more of a friend of me. So that's awesome. So yeah, those two guys, I'm huge fans. Yeah. And is this number one seed any good? Landon. I've honestly never seen him wrestle, so I'm Landon. a big I'm a big fan of the other two. Landon Robidoux. Okay. Well keep your eyes peeled this at the state tournament to see if he's he's pretty solid. See if he's any good. So, um up at uh, excuse me, down at one hundred and twenty one pounds, Luke Coonan, I believe it's pronounced Coonan of Wyzetta, forty one to five in his senior year. He is a previous state place winner, I think. And the two and three seeds, Kyle, are returning state champions. So get a load of this. Blake Beisel, University of Minnesota commit, multiple-time state champion, is the two seed because he lost to Coonan at the Minnesota Christmas tournament. And Lawson Eller of New Prague was a state champion last year down in A. He is the three seed. So that could just be an absolutely electric semifinal. And then on the top side, I would be remiss if I didn't mention 44 and 1 branded board of Anoka going to be also trying to merge out of that top side. So that one's deep. That one's deep at 121. And then moving up ever so slightly to 127, we've got the other Bicel. Trey Bicel's the number one seed. He's a returning state champion. There's another returning state champion in this bracket, and they are the number five seed. That is Zytavius Will Williams, who, if you're at the XL Energy match, or the XL Energy Center last year, you probably remember the 120 AAA final because that was a match where all the other matches had been completed. This one was in triple overtime, the ultimate tiebreaker, whatever you want to call it. Everyone was on board trying to get behind Zytavius Williams. He ends up winning the state championship, but he's in such a deep bracket this year that he's the number five seed. Um, between those two, Tegan Shirk of St. Francis, the number two seed. Logan Davis, who we mentioned earlier, the number three seed. Chase Mills of STMA, the four seed. So many good wrestlers here in the 127 AAA bracket. You know how we talked about having the JV Takesies? The JV Takesies, yes. You the know, kind of like the SBs, but it's the JV Takesies. Mm-hmm. I just had this great idea because I kind of, I'm not going to lie, zoned out as you're going through all these stats let's workshop it yeah well it's pretty easy we're gonna do the goat of the year for section one okay you know that's gonna be like our athlete of the year our wrestler of the year person of the year okay guess what the prize is (laughs) don't say you get a fainting you get a fainting goat (laughs) or we could name the fainting goat because we're gonna have some fainting goat kids coming up here in the next few weeks month okay we could name we could have them name one of the fainting goats, or we could name the fainting goat after them. Okay. I like that. Do you give the wrestler the option of whether they want the goat named after them, or do you, do you they, let they them choose a goat? They can either name it, or they could take it home. They could take it home. Okay. Is that legal? I don't know. I think that might be legal to we do with a college say- wrestler, like an NLI. NIL. N- NIL, yeah. Well, we'll either let them name the fainting goat. Or we'll name the fainting goat after them. I like that. And then it'll be like 2024 goat. And then we'll have to do pictures. Oh, this is great. <laughs> so I'm on board. 
I like it. That, that That's good. We'll have to take it to the Take Seas Committee. The because ultimately, it's not up to us. It's not. The Take Seas Committee does get to decide that. But you think of all these awards, who would, like, you've never actually got to name a goat or have a goat named after you if you were the goat of the year. Look at that. This I is, like it. This is going to work. I like we it. We could get the goat, a picture of the goat on a t-shirt. T-shirts seem to be doing well. Mm-hmm. And then we could send it to him. I'm in. All right. I'm in. Don't Let's not even run this past the committee. I think we just do it. Print the shirts. Joanne, if you're listening, Joanne's our shirt lady. Print the shirts. We got to wait until the goats, the baby goats are born. They're way cuter, though. Okay. So, and then we'll... We can do that. We'll let them pick it. Oh, this could be a whole ordeal. All right. Okay. Anyways, can I go to my... Now that you've distracted Train back me. on the tracks. Last thing I want to say. 133 AAA. No, well, you're going to a new bracket? Yes. No, I, I get a bracket. No, I want to go. I'm oh. too excited about this one. I can't wait. I need you to wait. I'm too excited about this one. Okay? Think about the goats. Just like my bit. bracket. We always have to wait till the end. Yeah. Just, just think about your goats for a second. Well played. Nice foreshadowing there. So 133 AAA. I'm only going to mention two names so I don't get out of control. But keep in mind, there's a ton of good depth here in 133 AAA. I'll let you look through it yourself. The number one seed is Logan Swenson of Wyzetta. I believe Swenson is still hunting for that first state title. But he's ranked very high in the nation. I think he's ranked number seven in the nation or something like that. And then Michael Olson who was a state champion two years ago. We mentioned Mike Olson's name a ton on the podcast. He's the number two seed, was a state champion two years ago. These two have wrestled twice this year. And Swenson has the better of Olson in two of those matchups. I'm excited for round number three if it happens. This one's going to be a good one. Kyle, what are we, what are we ending on here? Well, you got to end with 285, the big guys. So we got Will Sather. He was a runner-up last year, state champ the year before. Mm-hmm. My memory is not as good. I don't think he was there as a ninth grader. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, I could lie and make something up. Thirty-seven and one, and then you got returning state champ Mark Rendell from Forest Lake at thirty-five and one as well. And he was, I believe, a state champ at two would have been two twenty last year, mm-hmm. something like that. And then mm. Cedo Tuttle. The three seed, mm-hmm. he was down, was it 182? He was, I believe. Yeah, he was down a little bit lower. He was, I'm on the wrong tab here. So if anybody remembers back to Will Say there, I think as a sophomore at the state tournament, I feel that match was like the last match of the night, and it was a barn burner, and he pulled her off. So uh, excited to see how he uh, wraps up his career along with uh, Mark Rendell. And I got to see him play at the all-star football game remember that way back very first is he weekend? any good he's solid solid he's solid so yeah fun fun bracket got to give the heavyweights love because you apparently give love to every lightweight there is and uh here we go little guys stick together and you know what one more bracket oh you are so out of control with these triple a brackets and i'm just gonna go with one guy okay because you show him no love ever and they're my team, the Moundsview Mustangs. Quinn Morgan, give him a watch. <laughs> Two fifteen, triple A. See what this guy can do. He's uh he's a a fun a fun little gentleman to watch. And uh, you know, Quinn, I, I I got my eyes on you. I see what's going on. Logan, obviously, he doesn't. So 
Well, it's, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. It's kind of hard to really appreciate his style of wrestling when everybody's off the mat. And it is quick. Ten, 10 or 15 seconds. So it is quick. I'm the so. type of guy that gets distracted pretty easily. Quinn Morgan hits the mat. The match is over. I, I, I try to follow as much as I can, but uh, so yeah, it'll be, he's just been, it's been a dominant year for him. It makes be it fun. tough. It'll be fun to see if anyone can uh, slow him down. So, mm-hmm. All right. Th- those are my brackets. Okay. I like it. I'm not going to go into any more. I think we've we've uh, given the listeners enough to chew on here. They want more. Definitely jump over, see what uh, Al and Josh have to offer. Kyle, I got a fun question for you. You like fun questions? <laughs> Your questions are questionable, so we'll see. <laughs> You're going to the XL Energy Center, okay? It's Thursday. It's Team State. Your mom gives you a $20 bill. What food are you getting at the XL Energy Center? Like me present day or me you present 16. day right now. And I don't know why your mom is giving you well, $20. But hey, just, I'll take it. Just Julie, roll if you're it. listening, 20 bucks. I think I could get a mini donut and one of those snuffy malts, I think for 20 bucks. It's going to be tight. What's a snuffy malt? Isn't it snuffy? Like Snuffy's Malt Shop or something? Right? I have no idea. No, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. Whatever. It's that little malt shop. They're like red and white cups. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, I know of any other frozen items there besides the Maui Waui. Yeah, Maui Waui is overrated. So all you whoa, guys that I just whoa, offended, whoa. I'm right. It's completely overrated. Come on. Snuffy. That, that right pretty... there. We are going to have our... We're going to have a JV takesies for the JV bad take of the year. I'm, I'd like to nominate that. Maui Wowie's being overrated. I think what we should... It's not, it is Snuffy's Malt Shop. They have a little stand. Yeah. We need to do a... We always say we're going to do a poll. We're doing this one. Malt versus Maui Wowie. However, I need odds because, honestly, the Maui Wowie marketing is ridiculous. So you're going to get <laughs> clicks just on Maui Wowie. It's not the marketing. It's a good product. No, it's not. And it's people garbage. talk about it. Kyle, garbage. Kyle. Kyle, people, it's like water, mushy bananas, and sugar. Kyle, people, I know people who don't even come to the X for the wrestling. They come for the Maui Wowies. Well, they the, the buzz on the concourse has very little to do with the wrestling and everything to do with the Maui Wowies. Let the people decide. We're doing this. We're going to put this up. When are we going to post it? Do you know how to do a poll like on Twitter? I don't. Uh, I can do it on Instagram. So I think That's it'd fun. be better oh. to do on Instagram. No, no. What we need to do... Because different demographics like different things. Mm-hmm. We got to do a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They're all going to say Maui Waui. And I get two to one. So Maui Waui has to win two you, to one. The only reason it's you're saying it's, you no, no, get no, no, two to no, one no. is because you know more people like Maui no, Waui. It's, it's because Maui Waui's got this like national brand. And they got all this marketing money, and they're just oh, they're filling no, people they full of crap. No. And then you got this little mom and pop, Snuffy's Malt Shop. Minnesota based, and they just need a little love too. I it's just, like it's like McDonald's versus like Dan's Bar. Like, of course, if you ask the world, what do they prefer? Everyone's gonna say McDonald's, and it's just not true. So, okay, I tuned out everything you just said. I'm just looking at pictures of Maui Wowies now. Just All the right. way that like the smoothie sits in the cup, and the top of it is like it's an disgusting. ocean, an ocean scene. It's just beautiful. I'm going to ask you then, 20 bucks, what do you buy? And if you say Maui Waui, we're ending the podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. Press the end button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, so, 
I, I will say, if I can't get a Maui Wowie and you're ruling that out because uh, because of whatever marketing reasons. Have you tried the malt? I have not. I'm not I haven't said a bad thing about the malt. I have not said a single bad thing about the malt, but I will die on the hill. Maui Wowies are a delicacy. I'm gonna get a t shirt made. JB takes them in the back and be like, Maui Wowies overrated. See you at Snuffies. That is you're definitely winning the JV bad take of the year. You're one hundred percent winning the no, JV I, bad take of the year. We could Yeah, we're gonna have to do a poll, but I get two to one and then You do not get two to one. Yes, and you then, do not get two to one. We'll do a poll to decide if you get two to one. We need to find somebody that's brand new to the state tournament. So if you're out there, if you're bringing somebody brand new to the state tournament, let us know and we're gonna do a side by side taste test. That seems fair. I don't think the sample size of one is large enough. Because you, you could very you're scared easily. Your marketing is you going to be able to sway one person. Okay. If it's like a. No, we need multiple people. <laughs> I was going to say if it's like the most average human being on earth, I would be fine with it. So but you, I don't even know what that looks like. See, this is how I know I'm right. I'm willing to take my product up against yours and you're instantly already nervous. So there we go. Um, anywho, what else, what else you got on the state tournament? What do you like to do? What do you enjoy other than the wrestling? Other than the wrestling, I mean, this is connected to the wrestling, but I love the individual portion of the state tournament when all the other mats are clear and there's one match left going in overtime and you can feel the entire arena invested in that one match. And last year it was the 120 AAA with Zytavius Williams and uh, I believe it was Mills from STMA, maybe. But you felt the entire energy and like the oohs and ahs of the crowds are just fantastic. So I love that. I love the unifying of however many thousands of people on one singular wrestling match. So other, I ask, you know, what's your favorite thing about wrestling? And you just say the wrestling. <laughs> all right. So we all have different things we like. So... <laughs> And the Maui Wowies. <laughs> and Maui Wowies. All right. We're going to get that poll out. We're going to do that. We've got to get it close to the state tournament. And if anyone agrees with me, make sure you direct. I bet I bet Mountain View agrees with me. I and bet they Albert don't. Lee. I definitely don't think that's true. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll let the people decide. All right. We're good? And let us know. We should have them also let us know what they think about the GOAT of the year. Yeah. And how we should do that. I don't think we need to take a poll on that. I think everybody's in on the go to the air. But do is it a t-shirt? Is it like naming rights? How, how do we do that? Sure. Yeah, we'll workshop it. We'll put a poll out no, there. No, if we can convince Jessica, we got to keep another one. That's going to be the hard part. No, just don't tell her. When the new goats come, one just kind of disappears. That's true. Say, so. say one number less. Instead of saying, yeah, there were three no goats, just say there were two new goats. There we go. All right. We've, we've done enough. This is This has gone way too far. <laughs> All right, so we'll see everybody up at the XL Energy Center. Thank you.